where it's at. I got two Dan tables and a microphone. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of You've Got Screwed by Dan Hornstein. <laughs> <laughs> no, this yeah, is- if you're listening to this, you got screwed. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this is uh, where it's at. The music podcast where Dan will give you his opinions on music and then have you do something at his house, some sort of work and chore, and he'll offer you something in exchange, but you have to buy vastly more expensive tools. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that all sounds so creepy when you say it like that. I know. I worded it that way on purpose. You know, hey, come come on over. Look, I, you know, like, hey, I need you. You mind helping me? I got this thing, this like project that I'm working on. Like, what is it's not, it's I'm just building a fuck dungeon. Yeah. It's not a big deal. <laughs> like <laughs> in my basement, just need you to, don't have a yeah, basement. I just need to make sure it's like I set up soundproofing. I just need to make sure it works, you yeah. know. So if you could scream like it's loud as possible <laughs> i'll go upstairs and see if i I'll can go hear to the you stream yeah. <laughs> while the neighbor cat looks through the hole in their <laughs> roof <laughs> the neighbor cat cracks me up <laughs> yes i'm I not have even gonna explain Dan's that for anybody listening come on over to the house we'll show you the neighbor roof. yeah <laughs> my neighbor's house is so shitty <laughs> It's so bizarre. Like he bought like uh, I was just completely off topic, but like he bought a motorcycle the other day and I was like, dude, fix your fucking house yeah. first. Like <laughs> like prioritize your you have a hole in your roof. Yeah. The si- a cat sized hole in your roof that a that a feline crawls in and out of and lives in. Yeah. I mean it's good for the cat, but like, god damn. Yeah, that attic literally <laughs> must smell like shit. <laughs> I, I guarantee you it does. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's a different type of insulation though. That's all. <laughs> Just What do you got? Fiberglass? No, litter box. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this week for Oh, actually, real quick. I got our our, our yeah. shenanigans got us off track. We're, we botched the whole We we screwed intro. the whole intro, but I don't care. Um <laughs> So this week, before we get into this week's music, uh, you can send us an email at wearpod at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Underscore Pockets 21 or you can find Dan on Instagram at... At Dwight Privilege. Yes. So this week, four first impressions. I had picked the song Far Away by Jose Gonzalez off of the Red Dead Redemption original soundtrack. That game came out like, what, 10 years ago? Really good game. And I played through the game, loved it, but I never really uh, got into the soundtrack until recently. I was just like thumbing through music, and I was like, ooh, hey, this song's really good. And I was like, oh, I totally forgot that this game was had this soundtrack. And a, uh, I got to say, I've heard some of Jose Gonzalez's other stuff before. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, he's a singer songwriter from Sweden. Um, uh, and then got me thinking like we've reviewed a lot of artists from Sweden. Who else was from Sweden? Little dragon, one of the like metal bands you did. And then there was like one or two other ones. And I can't remember now we've reviewed like combined at least just in the main albums. We've, you know, almost 60 albums plus all the singles and all the other stuff. 
Um, Gundalak was from Sweden. That was another one That's I picked. Right. So that's right. There's I'm been quite to a few. Which one I did that was from Sweden. I did you watch that series? This is pop on Netflix. No, I didn't. I heard of it's it. a good series. It's a, it's a really cool watch. I didn't realize this, that mu- like 95% of pop music in America, number one hits from the mm-hmm. past 30 years plus has been written by Swedish artists. There are hey, these handful of guys and they went through the entire catalog in the, in the series mm-hmm. and it's nuts, man. It's, I mean like all of the Backstreet Boys stuff, all of the Britney Spears stuff, all of the NSYNC stuff, Ace of Base, like everything from the nineties on has been these Swedish guys, stuff that you wouldn't think about. Right. Okay. Like childish Gambino's this is America uh-huh. was written by a Swede. What? <laughs> At least the music part of it right. was. That one was interesting. That was the guy that did the score for the movie Tenet and The Mandalorian. Uh-huh. I forget his name. It's like Johan Jurgensen, I think. And yeah, yeah he did uh, He did This Is America with Childish Gambino, and I had no what? clue about that. I was like, that's, that's kind of baller. So that's it's kind of, cool. it. it's not, when you put it in that context, though, it's not all that shocking that... The Swedes just know their way around a tune, buddy. That's true. But anyways, Jose Gonzalez. The, yes. There's been, and actually the <laughs> truth is, there's there's a lot of sweet. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, when you told me his name was Jose Gonzalez, I was like, that's Swedish for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Straight from Gothenburg or however yeah, you say exactly. it. <laughs> Gothenburg. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> it's, it's either that or Dutch. Uh, I don't know. So... <laughs> so um there's been i first really heard about jose gonzalez maybe like five or six years ago and uh i started digging through his catalog a little bit and i will say this um i've wanted to review one of his albums but every time i go listen to through and he has a new album coming up he has a couple singles off a new upcoming album which i haven't really listened to because i want it when it comes out i just want to review the whole album but i will say this all of his other stuff he'll come up with like an ep or a single or an, an album and he's very hit or miss but when he oh. hits it's like absolutely it's stellar and brilliant it's it's unbelievably good. Like uh, one of his albums, Veneer, there's one song on there that crosses that is absolutely superb. It's one of the best songs I've ever heard. It's like one of my top favorite songs of all time. And the rest of it, it's just I'm just like, how could you have this stroke of brilliance and genius? And the rest of it is just very meh. There's nothing bad yeah. about it, but it's just nothing to it that makes me ever want to listen to it again. And so coming to this, this song, it's, it's kind of a cool, different vibe to it because I played through the game. It's off like a Western. So it's got this like Westerny theme. The guitar picking is very redemption. Yeah. yeah. It's very Western. Like I could imagine like you're, you know, you know, going through Arizona and this comes on and it's just this like from a dude from Sweden to capture the essence of like the American West is really freaking weird, but it's Mm -hmm. done so well. His voice is very, it's one thing I I do appreciate about the way he records. He, he, everything is simple, just like a guitar mic, his guitar and his vocal mic. Nothing's like polished up too much. Everything is very bare bones and basic. Like it sounds like I, I know this isn't the case, but it sounds like he spent like $1,500 on recording equipment and just records albums with it. Like he doesn't, yeah. but 
the simplicity of that makes it feel very real and almost personal. And it takes you into, at least in my experience, it takes you into the space of like what he's trying to convey through his music. And so with this song, every time I go and listen to this, it just like sucks me into this like mental space of like, Ooh, wow. Cause I love the West. I grew up in the West. I grew up Mm -hmm. in California, spent a lot of time in Arizona and Nevada and you know, those States and even New Mexico. And I love it out there. So this always takes me back to those times where I'm like, Oh, this is just bring you know all the adventure of the West and like, you know, doing crazy stuff as a teenager or a young adult, or even as a man in his thirties, like, Hey, let me go see if I can flip my truck over in a Canyon. Let's see if I'll survive you know <laughs> just fun things like that but yeah we've we've all seen breaking bad yeah. uh, <laughs> i know the things that you do out of boredom in the west yes but anyways i i've always enjoyed the way he crafts a song his guitar playing and just the simplicity of it but what did you think dan Okay, well, before I get into that, I gotta I gotta correct myself because like right after I mentioned we were talking about the Swedish guy and I mentioned Childish Game uh-huh. No, I was way off. Oh. Uh, I said I said the guy's name was like Johan Jurgensen. Yeah. That's not a person. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, the the guy that I'm it's thinking an Albert of DeLeon is character. <laughs> it might be. Who knows? The guy I'm thinking of is Ludwig Göransson, who did the song with childish Gambino. And I think I might've been thinking of, there is a composer that na- who passed away named Johan Johansson, but he's Icelandic. He's not Swedish. And he did like the track. He did the score for that movie Mandy. So I don't know where I'm at with this. Europe's all like one big state to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> not even a country. So, okay. Now to Jose Gonzalez. Um, there were, there were I, uh, overall, I really liked this. The, the things that I like about the song, um, it's got a kind of a dark vibe mm-hmm. to it. And, and I was listening to it on the, on the, for first impressions, I gave this like two or three listens around around the third time. Um, I picked up my guitar and just started to try to figure out where he was at. He's got his guitar tuned down to B yeah. and that was like, okay, that's where that kind of dark vibe comes from. Um, yeah, I definitely picked up on the minimalist setup mm-hmm. with the recording. It, it very much just sounds like a, um, you know, I, I put it, it's, it's a, I wrote it as like kind of a great use of reverb. Um, it gives the song a really good atmosphere, which is probably due to the room that he's in mm-hmm. and the mic placement. And I don't think that I didn't hear so much as an effect of reverb added, but it's well done. Yeah. And having the guitar tuned down to B really adds to it. Um, I, the, there was something about it though that I couldn't, it was like a little itch that I couldn't scratch mm-hmm. on the vocals where, I, and I think it's with the recording where it almost sounds like they're they're clipping a little bit, mm-hmm. like it's it's a little too loud, and he or he maybe raised it up too much uh, levels wise, and it, it distorts a little bit. And I went, oh, that could have been done a little bit better, but it didn't impact my enjoyment of the song mm-hmm. so much. It didn't. It wasn't distracting enough to where I was like, oh, okay, this is this is gonna ruin it for me. Um, yeah, I love the guitar sound. It's got a. It it feels like a song written for a soundtrack. Yeah, and so it it fits very well in that kind of um that kind of space i don't listen to a lot of video game soundtracks outside of like recently um apparently nine inch nails scored a soundtrack in the 90s to a video game called quake Mm -hmm. and they just released the soundtrack for that so i was listening to that the other day um 
this is more of like what I would, you know, a movie soundtrack that's it's, yeah. it's a video games. It just has songs for it. And it fit. It definitely fit that Western vibe reminded me a little bit of like a horse with no name and some like Crosby stills and Nash type stuff in there with like a little Neil Young kind of vibe. Um, and I, I dug it. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. I ended up giving it like four beards, uh, really good, really good song. Yeah. I, no complaints. I gave it yeah. four and a half. <laughs> I it's like I said, when he's on, it's just absolutely amazing. At least in my opinion, like I, I know he has lots of diehard fans out there, but this was one that I was like, okay, this is top notch. This is good for something that is kind of, it's not something that he, it features on. It was hard to, it, like just randomly looking through stuff. Like I've looked through his catalog before and it's not through his catalog on Apple music. You have to look it up by the video game soundtrack. So I was like oh, running weird. through just like, cause like I've liked other soundtracks. So I go through them and I was like, Oh, Hey, wonder if there's anything on here. And I'm like, Oh, Jose Gonzalez. Why well, like him click. And I was like, Oh wow. Okay. This is kind of new. And so that's why I was like, it's it, for whatever reason, there's no link to it there in Apple music. So it was kind of like a hidden gem that I got to find. That's what I was going to ask is, is how did, you know, did this come about because you were playing the game and you heard the song and you went, Oh, what is that? Or was it, you knew the artist and you stumbled upon the song. Yeah. So you answered that question for me. Yeah. So, uh, what did you pick this week for first impressions? I, I went sort of, this is, this is my fun kind of R and B ish episode. And based on our conversation last week, we, after I picked my album that we're going to get into, I picked a new song by Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack, and Silk Sonics called Skate. Um, I think by this point, I don't know if, I don't think Bruno Mars needs a whole lot of introduction. Right. I think if you've been alive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the past 10 years, you probably know who Bruno Mars is. Um, I'm not as familiar with Anderson Pack and, and Silk Sonic, but the three of them together uh, come together on this song. Bruno Mars, is, his, his uh, career has been really interesting. He's like each phase of his music career he sort of takes on an, uh, a different decades of music and mm-hmm. and puts his own little spin on it and he always does it really well mm-hmm. i mean he guy just nails it i don't care if he's plagiarizing to a degree like uh, like I, I got an argument one time with somebody about the song uptown funk uh-huh. because it's it is a it is a total ripoff it makes no attempts to not be a ripoff of that oops upside your head yeah. you know the uh, by the gap band and the person that I was, I was kind of debating this with thought that that was so unoriginal and so horrible. And I was like, no, that is, that is the definition of an homage. (laughs) And what he's done is he's taken like, oops, upside your head. And you know, basically a, a sounds like a jungle love by the time almost, you know, that kind of eighties funk he's combined these things and he's turned it into something new. Yeah. And that is, that to me is, is, you know, it's, yeah, it's good artists borrow great artists steal mm-hmm. a little bit, but he did it so well that it supersedes uh, almost both of those tracks. And I think it's got some good longevity. So the song is called skate and it's got a seventies kind of disco vibe to it. Um, I have my thoughts on it. What did you think about it? I really, really enjoyed it. It was like a great funky beat. It takes you back to like, it just gives you that impression, the vibe of like the seventies funk and it's done very, very well. The, everything about it talked about like production vocals, the, the songwriting, it's very catchy. It's, it's like simple and catchy. It's not over overdone. It's not, doesn't have too much stuff going on in it. It's, Mm -hmm. it's what like if to me, if someone was like, 
what's funk music I've never heard about before. I'm looking up this and showing them because this is a perfect <laughs> example. Like, like it or not, it wasn't, yeah, this wasn't written in the seventies or recorded or reduced then, but it's a f- great funk song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they do pure funk volume four yeah. or whatever, this needs to be on it. Like for sure. Um, I agree, man. So the, the things that first caught me is the production of it. They really capture a production sound of a seventies, like the drums mm-hmm. specifically the way the drums came in. I was like, that's seventies drums, yeah. like all the way, um, almost like reminded me of, uh, uh, what's that parliament song where he's like, got a real type of thing going down, getting down that song. Or we want the funk. Yeah. It's like the exact same drum sound as we want the funk, um, by parliament outstanding guitar all the way through. Absolutely loved that. Uh, the singing is incredible, but that's to be expected. You know, I mean, we already knew Bruno Mars was a really great singer. Um, I love the mix of this record is, is so, I mean, the mix of this song is so good. Like everything is crystal clear. You can hear everything. Uh, you want to pinpoint and kind of zero in your level of focus on the strings. Mm -hmm. They're perfect. The bass, you can hear every note. I mean, it's just meticulously done. Um, I, th- I was thinking about this after I was listening to it. I was like, there's there's a really good use of like disco strings mm-hmm. in it that complement the song. And I thought, you know what? That was a really good choice. It, even though it gives it more of a disco vibe, uh, I started thinking about, well, what else could they have done instead? Well, they could have used horns, but that would have made it sound like Casey and the Sunshine Band. Right. <laughs> and so I don't know if it would have been as good. Um, so kudos to them on this. Um Bootsy Collins plays bass on this track. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch that at first. I went and like looked it up. Um, Bootsy Collins is just the man. I mean, you want to you want to play a funk song like to the T. Yeah. You get fucking Bootsy Collins. But uh, I'm gonna give this a four beards. And the only reason I'm not gonna give it a five is because if you're gonna put Bootsy Collins on a track, there is a real missed opportunity if you don't get him <laughs> saying something yeah. or like sing. You know that kind of sing talk yeah. that he. Hey, I don't care, baby. Yeah. It's just what it is. <laughs> like I'm Bootsy Collins. Like if you don't have him doing that on the track you've messed you up. fucked up yeah <laughs> you fucked up a little bit yes so, yeah. so four out of five for me just as good as as the other song um but god you, you give bootsy collins a bass and a microphone he needs he both. needs both yeah you know no it was great let him do let him do funk puns <laughs> like we're gonna get funked up in here <laughs> yeah. mm. i uh, i gave this five and a half i thought it was almost as good as a train song I watched that. <laughs> I watched that today. <laughs> Shout out to Pat yeah. Finnerty on his uh, complete thrashing of Train and their Dude. song "Hey Soul Sister." That song is garbage, and he he Immaculate. is spot on. Uh, he is spot on. The pedal mobile is it's what amazing. got me though on that track <laughs> yeah. on that video. Yeah. It's so good. We need to tag him. We do on Facebook we'll, we'll tag on him. Instagram when we do this. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, I was like, I'm proud to be a viewer of this video. <laughs> Good on him. He's, he's got it. Like we maybe need to send him some better coffee than Duncan, but yeah. we'll get, you know, like that'll let, let's start the friendship first. Yeah. Let's not just be that, con- you know, don't be confrontational. Take it. We got to like, yeah, he's on, he's, you know, he's into it. He's hey, into Pat, it. you did a really good job. Hey, did you listen to ours? Yeah. Cause you know, we, uh, got a lot of same, maybe what did you think about, Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, here's some coffee. Yeah. That's how you get into <laughs> yeah. it. Send them a pound of good That's how you coffee. take it there. Uh, you ever seen a cat in a house in a roof? You want to come see yeah. a cat in a roof? <laughs> <laughs> Just walking up. By the way, while you're here, I need you to yell really loud in the basement. 
<laughs> Just scream. Scream uh, and test the soundproofing of my fuck dungeon. <laughs> I don't know why that, that cracks me up, fuck dungeon. Because it sounds absurd. It sounds so bad. Yeah. It sounds so bad. Yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> That's gonna, we're gonna lose so many listeners. I know. All five. All, <laughs> All five. five of them are gone now. Uh, mm-hmm. One guy's like, "I told you, you should have listened to Star Set." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this week for my album, I picked "Play Dead" by Mute Math, and uh, Mute Math is a band that I never really heard of. Or I should say, I had heard of Mute Math, but I never really sat down and listened to them all that much up until maybe five or six years ago. And I had not really sat down. Like I had listened to, I had tried to listen to this album to get a feel for it. And every time I did something would come up or (laughs) no, I'm serious. And I never really got the chance to like properly sit down and enjoy this album. And this album to me is, well, first of all, mute math is a Louisiana band. So shout out from Dan, Dan's neck of the woods. Um, New Orleans. They they've got this like funky alt rock alternative kind of thing to them. Uh, at least with I have not listened to their entire catalog, but from the music I have listened to, they do like to experiment and they do like to try new things out, which mm-hmm. I really really do appreciate about appreciate about artists. Even if you don't pull it off, try you know try it. Try and find something new to do. Try and find something different. You know grow because there's too many bands like for instance blink 182 that just did the same thing forever God. and about the only blink 182 album i can listen to now is the self-titled one that they did right before they broke up because it was the only thing that was really different because all the other stuff just was very it was they just wrote the same kind of childish songs and the same kind of thing. And so what was the one with, yeah. What was the one with damn it? Was that dude ranch? Yes. In the nineties. Yeah. yeah. That one was okay. And so I never got in blink One Eighty. blink One Eighty Two started that whole like newfound glory. Yeah, pop 40, like, like I want to know why, yeah. why won't you be my girlfriend? Yeah. Like I hate all, you know, <laughs> fucking, Nobody liked me in high school. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> fuck you. Oh. So I hate all of that. Um, so anyways, Mute Math yeah. is not doing that. Mute, Mute so. Math is not doing that. Mute Math, uh, they, they, they try to, they really do a good job of crafting a soundscape. And whatever sound, this record has a very unique soundscape to it. It's got like some electronic, a little bit of electronic elements to it, but it's more like a spirit experimental electronic. It's not like dance or anything like that. They have a mm-hmm. lot of like fuzzy or kind of funky, like weird sounding guitars. The bass work is good. The drum work is great. Uh, the, the vocalist vocals are very good. Um, the album starts off with the song hit parade and I feel like it just sets the bar and it sets a very high bar. This song, I, I, I don't think I'll ever get tired of it. It's just that well done. It's a very well crafted, thought out song. It's got a, it's got a lot of breaks in it, like the little, the post chorus parts. The before it goes back into the verse, like it, it breaks up the song. It has a good flow, but it transitions from parts very well throughout the whole song that just makes it an even more enjoyable song to listen to and a uh 
it just that just sets the tone and it keeps on going from there. Like that song, Break the Fever, Placed on Hold, Achilles Heel. Those songs are really, really standout ones to me. And I like uh, Placed on Hold because it starts off kind of this. I love a song that starts off that kind of like a calm kind of mellowy song with the acoustic guitar. And then it builds into this big epic ending. And like, it's really, really fun when a band can build a song to a really epic ending. And it's not like some rash or abrupt change. They build it and it works well. And it gets to the end. Yeah. You're just like, Oh, it's so good. <laughs> like <laughs> when I was driving back from your place yesterday. I was like, I got to listen to this again. Uh, I got to listen to this again. I, I was just like, this is just so well done. It's yeah, it's incredibly good. And it's kind of like a shame because now that I really took a deep dive, deep dive on this album, I'm like, man, I look back and I go, I really was missing out in the past 15, 10, 15, however long they've been writing music by not listening to these guys more before. Cause this is very, very good music. Yeah. It's not my preferred style of music, but it's mm-hmm. not, but this is something I can listen to all the time and I'm going to enjoy it. But anyways, what do you think about it, Dan? Isn't that so exciting though? When you find an artist that you've, you like didn't know about and they've got this whole catalog. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, oh my God, now I get yeah. to go through <laughs> all, all of it. Like it, it's, it's like if you'd never seen uh, a show like Breaking Bad before and somebody's like, yeah, you don't have to wait for a new season. You can watch the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. You know, and it's a cool, it's kind of a cool thing. You get to binge out on new artists. Um, yeah. So Mute Math, uh, similarly, um, my, my story with them is not as different as yours. Their first record that came out, their self-titled one, heard it liked it, mm-hmm. thought it was pretty good. And then I'm carried on with my life mm-hmm. and you know, mute math would pop up and I'd go, Oh yeah, they're from new Orleans. <laughs> and then that was it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'd never really listened to them. I would just be like, Oh, mute math. They're, they're from new Orleans. And, um, so I hadn't heard them in a long, long time when you put this on. And the first thing that I noticed is my God, how starkly different this record is than that first one. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest changes in, in not only the songwriting's pretty different, but the instrumentation that they choose, uh, they've really grown a lot as artists. And I was trying to think of what a good comparison of this for me was. Ooh. And it's, it reminded me a lot of like, if you were to listen to Coldplay's first record and then go listen to Coldplay's new record, mm-hmm. how much different they are. And it almost takes a similar path as Coldplay. There's a lot more pop influence. There's a lot more modern, uh, catchy stuff coming into the fold here. And, you know, just like Coldplay's kind of steering into that. Cause I, you could tell that they, they, I think they just like that kind of stuff. Same thing with mute math. And, in both respects, I specifically, I heard a lot of Coldplay on Break the Fever. And in both respects, I, I when I listen to it and I go, yeah, you know what? I, I, same to you, same to your point. It's not something that I would seek out a lot. Right. But it's here, it's, it's uh, you know, it, I'm listening to it. Not bad. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, it's pretty okay. I agree with you on Hit Parade. That song, the synth <laughs> yes. on it makes it sound massive. It's absolutely great. I thought Pixie Oaks uh, sounded a lot like MGMT yeah. <laughs> to me, um, especially with the really kind of distorted y, over, over, overdone drums mm-hmm. that are there, reminded me of, of uh, MGMT. I thought, I mean, I kept writing down this is so different than their old stuff that I'm used to hearing. Places on hold, place on hold, amazing bass on that one. I loved it. The big thing that kept coming up to me uh, is there's a lot of really good tones on this record, and it 
made me want to go listen to stuff like Animal Collective again. It reminded me of Animal Collective, which is a really fun group. Not as experimental as Animal Collective. This is like Diet Animal Collective. <laughs> and if you're and so if if uh if somebody wasn't if I was talking to somebody about like Animal Collective and I'm like and they're like, I don't know if I'm gonna like that, I'd be like, well listen to this first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you like that, maybe go listen to Animal Collective. And not that one's better than the other. I just tend to prefer music that's going to go that next step, even a little more mm-hmm. experimental, but overall, man, yeah, there was some really great sounds on this record. Um, I heard, uh, you know, the, the pop influence to me was really cool because every song I would listen to, I'd heard something else and something unique. You know, one song sounded like MGMT. One song sounded like animal collective. One song sounded like Coldplay. One song sounded like 21 pilots. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it, it, here's a band that I think they're, they're wearing their hearts on their sleeve. They're wearing their influence on their sleeve a little bit, but it all kind of comes together and still sounds like mute math. Yeah. It so it's, it doesn't sound like it's all over the place in a band without a voice it's cohesive. It sounds like they intended to sound. It just happens to be that I think they've probably toured with a lot of these bands mm-hmm. and picked up some, some things from them and go, yeah, you know what? Let's, let's kind of weasel, let's wiggle some of that into the mix uh, as well. <laughs> well. Let's weasel a little bit into it. Yeah. Um, I like this man. I, I, this really caught me by surprise. My favorite song though, hands down out of all of them is I think it's the closing track, mm-hmm. uh, marching to the end. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I love that. That that that's the one that I wanted to put on repeat and um, over and over again. It bizarrely reminds me of a closing track on an album by prog rock band Porcupine Tree that I like a lot. And the only reason why it reminds me of that is because they both kind of latch onto this one part and kind of repeat it over and over and over again, like mm-hmm. they do. And uh, that's that just for some reason that's that one song really got me a lot. Um, yeah, man, I fucking dig it. Yeah, I dig it. I, this is it's you go you go first because uh, I'm still thinking about my. Writing. I am giving like so objectively, I'm giving this four and a half. I was gonna give it a five, but it's for for objectively versus my own personal opinion. So like objectively, this is a five. Personal opinion, mm-hmm. I knock it down to four and a half because it's not something that I'm just like, I'm going to listen to all the time. I will listen to this again and again over the years. This is an album I'm going to keep coming back to, but this isn't like Deftones to me. You know what I mean? Like your favorite bands or your favorite artists always have that special place in your heart where you're just going to be like, wow. Now I know other people like, I know there's other people out there that mute math is to them. What Deftones is to me. So like for all you out there that you're going to be like, oh yeah, mute math. This is a five. I'm with you on that for you. It is. This is a four and it's not, because it's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it, it lacks that little bit of pizzazz that it's going to burrow its way into my life. Like other artists has, but I still think this is an absolutely stellar record. This is phenomenal. And it makes me kind of like hope more. I'm like, okay, when's the next mute math coming out? Because I want to hear what it's going to sound like. I want to hear what changes they're going to make. I think that that's a fair, a fair rating. I think it, it's so funny. This record really grew on me a lot. The more it was, the more I listened to it, the more that I really started to appreciate it. And so I, I want to keep listening to it because if we're on that same track, mm-hmm. then a couple more listens down the road and this will be a, this will be kind of a fave for me mm-hmm. uh, if, if we keep on the way it is. So I'm excited for that. And 
I want to keep it in the rotation. You know, sometimes we'll review records and I'll do stuff and I'll just move on to what's next. Uh, This one I'm probably going to keep downloaded on my phone for a little while. I'm I'm, right now I'm at a four, Mm -hmm. but it went from two and a half first time, first impression, (laughs) two and a half to a four already. And uh, it's, it's a grower, not a shower. And I appreciate that. (laughs) I appreciate that from the band. I like stuff that's like that though. I like stuff that on, on first listen, I go, Okay, it's you know it is what it is, but there's some sort of um, what's the word I'm thinking of here? Just just quality to it, a je ne sais quoi. I don't know <laughs> that. Yeah, I, I get just, it. It just latches onto you, and it sort of it sort of stays with you. And the more you keep coming back to it, it's 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 an acquired taste, I guess, is what I'm thinking. One thing I can say is I'm. They do have that thing of it is a, like kind of it is an acquired taste, but I like honestly thinking about it, I was like, I don't understand why they don't have more recognition and more people talking about them. Like they're a genuinely talented, great group of guys that make this music. I feel like a, a lot of people, I don't know, maybe just in the circles I that run. That could be, it could just be the circles that were, but like literally I, I'm not even kidding. I'm not kidding. I only know of one person that has come to me and said, I really like mute math. And that's the truth. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) And I've talked, oh yeah, mute math. Oh yeah. I mean, I've heard of them. That's usually when I've talked to people, have you heard of mute math? Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. They're from New Orleans. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're from New Orleans. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I, my, my girlfriend and my boyfriend took me to a show of theirs at the house of blues in Houston, you know, a few years back. And, oh, do you like their albums? I mean, they were pretty good. You know, that's just the kind of vibe I think you get. But anyways, that's, that's where I was with them. Uh, uh, I would love to see him in concert. Though. I bet they put on a fun show. Oh yeah, I would love to as well. What did you pick this week, Dan? <sighs> Man, I'm so excited to talk about this fucking record. Uh, this week I picked the album "The Turning Wheel" by Spelling. Mm-hmm. I Tory had no, no, just <laughs> Spelling, Spelling with three L's. Um, what was Tori Spelling on? What was she? She was on. She was she on? Was it Melrose Place? Nine hundred two one zero. What was her one show? Shows one of those. Nine hundred two one zero. It was nine hundred two one zero. I think it was nine hundred two one zero. She's Donna, I Brenda. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. White girl. California Dreams. <laughs> Wasn't that? Do you remember that show? <laughs> Surf dudes with attitudes. <laughs> no. Kind of grooving. Laid back tunes. That came on Saturday mornings right after City Guys. Yeah. Uh, C-I-T-Y. You can't, don't get me started on Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> this is the all tangent episode of where it's at. Yes. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about spelling. I had no clue who this artist was until a couple of weeks back. This is a, this is a really relatively new album mm-hmm. and it from, well, June, June 25th. Okay. So a two few months. weeks out, yeah. two months. And I can't, I found out about this while watching the needle drop with Anthony Fantano, who is a fun, it's a fun channel for me. I can see a lot of people would probably get very frustrated with his takes <laughs> on music a lot. And, but for the most part, for the most part, mm-hmm. uh, I, I tend to kind of side with his, a lot of his recommendations. I tend to listen to them, especially if it's something I hadn't heard. And if, if he likes it, I pick up on a lot of the same things that he does. Not every time. Okay. For example, um, there's a, there's a new album by an artist called Lingua Ignata Mm -hmm. that he just gave a 10, a perfect rating to her new record. And I listened to it the other day and I was like, there's no way Mark would let me review this. He would just, (laughs) he would trash the whole thing. I got it. I got what they were going for, but I didn't like it as nearly as much as Anthony Fantano. 
but he's also given bands that I love a lot uh-huh. really perfect ratings. Like uh, Swans, To Be Kind, is, is a tremendous record. In fact, I think I got into that record because of his review. Uh, Daughters that I was already into mm-hmm. that we've reviewed, he gave that record a 10. Here comes Spelling with the Turning Wheel, and it's another 10 review from Anthony Fantano, mm-hmm. and that piqued my interest. So I looked into it, and uh, Spelling is a California-based artist. This is from Apple Music, Christia Cabral who records fantasy-like, genre-blurring, experimental pop music under the appropriately magical pseudonym Spelling with three L's. She's got, this is her third record. I did a little more research into this record. I didn't realize the upon the first listen, uh, it's a entirely crowdfunded record, oh, which I think is so cool. That is amazing. And she raised the money ahead of time, and there's over 30 musicians performing on this album. So she's the sort of Mm -hmm. credited as principal songwriter, Mm -hmm. but has, you know, just kind of tasked all these people, these multi-instrumentalists to come in and help be on this record. And boy, does it show when you listen to it. This is, uh, this is such a fantastically complex and unique and well done record that has, intricate songwriting to it. Uh, it, it, you know, stuff that reminded me of like the weird shit that Prince does or like some Stevie wonder stuff. That's just like from out of nowhere. Um, it's got an almost musical theater like quality to it mm-hmm. in terms of the, the lush orchestration and kind of the epic melodies that she's going for on this. Um, I, God, I fucking love this record. This was so good. It was so much fun to listen to because it's so different than most of the other stuff that I would choose to listen to or, or gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. And, but it's just so well done. I can, I can clearly see why Anthony Fantano gave it a 10. I listened to, I got, I listened to her first record and this is drastically different than her first record, which is almost like synth wavy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got like, and there's, there's little bits of sprinkled in here and there from that. Um, this is going to be a really high praise review for me. Every single song on this album had one part, at least one part on it that when that part would come on, I would go, Oh fuck. Yeah. (laughs) And just get really excited because it, it caught me by surprise. And I was like, you went there, Mm -hmm. you know, even from like the intro to like, uh, the, the first track, little, uh, little deer, by the time she gets to the third line of the melody, Mm -hmm. I'm going, you went there with it. (laughs) Like, Cause it's like little dear, uh-huh. little bitty, bitty. and then she goes up. She kind of modulates uh-huh. up again, and I think there's a key change there. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm like, that's so. <laughs> un- I didn't think you were gonna go there. Like, yeah. it's just so badass. Um, what did you think? I'm gonna get into some more of what I liked about it, but uh, I don't have very very many bad things oh, to say. So I, what did you think? I don't have very many bad things to say about it either. I. I, I will say this. The first half of it, I liked a little bit more in the second half. Not that the second half was bad, but there's something about the songs, the first half of the record, that just really, really appealed to me. And I got to say, for like, I mean, alternative or electronic or R&B, whatever you want to classify this as, it has elements of all three of those. Uh, this is something that I would consider as very, very unique. 
Very, very different. She's got that same slightly soulful, raspy quality that the vocalist from Little Dragon has sometimes, but then mm-hmm. she goes up into the soaring high registers too. She's got yeah. range and she's not afraid to use it, which is, it's so good because a lot of, like the singer from Little Dragon, she stays in her lane. I know she could go more, but she just goes with what she's comfortable with or, you know, what the, who knows, whatever she's used to. I think she's a great vocalist, but this. She's just like, I'm not afraid to shine. And that's what yeah. makes this just so it's stand. That's what makes it stand out is to me initially is the vocals. The music is great. I liked the, like the, the weird fantasy aspect. This takes you to some weird, like mm-hmm. dreamland Lord of the Rings off the wall, weird acid shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's like, yes, bro. It's just like, like, um, it takes me it's to... It's like Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Like the egg, the emperor with an egg came on and I was like, excuse me, what's this about? I was like, this is really weird, but I like weird things. So this is oddly interesting. <laughs> that's probably... And that's what's so funny is like, that's the song that is... It's, it's, it's the one that always catches me by surprise the most when it comes on from the get go. Because the melody just comes out of nowhere. She's like way up. Yeah. Like like all the way down. And, um, that's, that's probably my least favorite track on the record Mm -hmm. because of the way it starts. I don't know something about it, but by the, but it never fails that even that song, by the time it ends, I'm like, okay, this is, this is fantastic. Like each song, that's part of the thing that I really like about this record is each song ends better than it begins. And Mm -hmm. there's a clear kind of journey to each track there. And it never fails that there there's, I mean, I I just love all of it. I love, uh, queen, you know, there's, um, queen of wands is one of the songs I loved on there. I love the end of awaken with that kind of the way it had those climbing notes Mm -hmm. that, uh, and the, the sort of deep, I wrote, I wrote the destruction sound effects. I don't know how else to say that. (laughs) It sounds like, like destruction sound effects. Um, sounds like your basement. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know. Uh, I don't have a good comeback for that. Well played, sir. Good job. Um, Touche, as they say. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I think this is it's a tough record to pin down. I, I you're right on the the kind of Lord of the Rings ish vibe. Mm-hmm. It's it's but it still stays in the in the lane of pop. I like that a lot. Yeah. I love the end of Awaken. Uh, I'd mentioned that. I loved. Uh, Queen of Wands. I loved the. I like. I. This is interesting because I kind of like the back half of the album. I think a little bit more than the front half of the album. Mm-hmm. It is split in two. It is. It's yeah. The the second half of the record is considerably darker in tone than the first yeah. half of the record to me, and I, I really like that. It's sort of like right at that song, Boys is Boys of School mm-hmm. or Boys at School. That seems to be the turning point. And oh my god, that little guitar melody in Boys <laughs> at School. Yeah. So so good. Uh, there's the guitar, like whole guitar solo. That's kind of pink Floyd ish mm-hmm. at the end of magic act. I loved, um, there, I mean, little things like the choice of instruments on this. When I found out there was 30 musicians on it, I was like, this is 
perfect. Like there's not a single instrument that's out of place mm-hmm. and it's so unique. There's so many different kinds of instrumentation in here that I just continually get excited when I listen to this. There's, there's guitar all over it. There's bongos and there's saxophone in the song legacy. There's banjo on the song revolution. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a woman who it clearly like has a vision for how, her music needs to sound mm-hmm. and kudos to her for raising the money and going out there and getting it. I have a feeling that this is, this is uncompromised work and it is exactly what she set out to do. And it kind of fulfills her vision. I hope that it is yeah. because it just, it's so solid. This is, I mean, I, I know we kind of stick to the half ratings here. So if that's the case, I got to give this a five. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know if, if there's anything to kind of take it away from it. I want to keep listening to this. I, I want this to be just something I listen to forever. Um, so much fun and so unexpected yeah. and just really well, well crafted songs. Nothing. I don't think I can find uh, too much to say that would be a flaw or a knock against it. Except the only thing is like I mentioned when we were getting into this, some people listening to it might not be as big of a fan of her voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause it's a little, a little bit, taking getting used to mm-hmm. but my god i was i was not one of those people i liked it from the get-go i i thought it was really unique from the first like the first verse i was like i want to hear more of this like i immediately i want to hear more of this i'm giving this a four and a half um <clears throat> same same kind of reason for the first album you know but Actually, what this music made me think of, like sitting there listening to this as a musician, this was one of those things where I was like, now that you say there was 30 musicians, this is one of those albums or artists like I, as a musician would want to just go and collaborate with them. Just be like, Hey, yeah. will you write a song with me? I don't care if we don't record it. You know, can we just record it on our phone on a voice memo? Because this person has like such a unique mind and a unique way of seeing and listening and, you know, writing music. I was like, I just, you know, you come up with something. I'll come up with the guitar part. Let's just, you sing it and do play piano, whatever you're <laughs> going to do. And let's just put this together. And just, it's like one of those things where it's so creative and so new unique. Cause I've a handful of times in my life, probably like three times in my life, I've met musicians where I'm like, wow, there's something here that's really different. And I just want to write a song with you mm-hmm. just because it would be fun. You know? Yeah. And I've done that a couple times. We've done that. And like, you know, it never got radio airplay. You never showed it to anybody, but I don't care. It was fun. You got to create something unique and different. And this music, every time I'd sit down and like emperor in the egg, I'm like, this is so weird, but I want to write a song like this. <laughs> <laughs> you know i uh, my favorite music ever the stuff that that stays with me that becomes the the sort of focal points of my music catalog and my favorite stuff is always the stuff that when i listen to it from that musician standpoint i go how on earth did you think of that Mm -hmm. because and you know songwriting by itself is hard enough as it is but so all too often, you know, there, it, uh, here's a good example. Pat Fennerty, the fucking train, yeah. you know, he did the one, six, four, five. Yeah. He did the one, six, six four, five. <laughs> Everybody does the one, six, four, five. Like there's so much that's just kind of recycled through in pop music mm-hmm. and in rock music. And, and, you know, there, you get a lot of generic stuff Yeah, that when something like this comes out that I can point to this and go, show me something that sounds like that. 
And the answer is nothing. Yeah. This is something to me that's wholly <laughs> original and wholly unique. Nine times, I mean, 10 times out of 10, I'm, I'm going to gravitate toward it. Unless it's just objectively bad. Right. Unless it's just like really bad. But like the other bands that that we've done, even some of the more challenging or uncompromising stuff, Daughters, for mm-hmm. example, um, the the things like that, there's a uniqueness to it that I will all that always resonates with me more. And then if it's cool and if it sounds good and if it's pleasing to me, even if it's a little more like aggressive and punishing, mm-hmm. I will always be more of a fan of that. And this was just so much fun to listen to. Uh, she's got two other records that, that I found. One is called Pantheon of me in 2017. That's her first record. And the other one is called Maisie fly that came out in 2019. And I've already started listening to this and I really want to be, uh, just completely dialed in with this artist. This is so cool to listen to kudos to like Anthony Fantano. I love finding music mm-hmm. in, different places too. So that's why I watch a lot of music review channels. I listen to a lot of stuff, try to read a lot of articles and try to find stuff where I can. Um, because yeah, if I was just doing Apple, you know, whatever there was on their radio stations, uh, I don't think I would ever found this. And that's a crime. It is a crime that something like this should go unheard. Cause it's so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the algorithm, the, even I'll even say like Apple music, in Spotify. I don't have Spotify. Well, I should say I have Spotify. I just don't use it. I don't pay for it. I have an account, but I just don't use it because I prefer Apple. The thing about like that people are like, oh, it learns what you listen to and this and that. Not really. It does to no. an extent, but most of the time it just tries to push on, at least in my experience, it tries to push on you whatever's on the top chart and whatever genre that you listen to the most. So if you listen to yeah. a lot of electronic, it's just whatever the new electronic big artist is. And I'm like, no, I want to hear. So I still have to go and dig for the obscure people or the people that you've never heard before. Yeah, occasionally Tiesto is going to have a song that I'm like, oh, okay, I like that song, but the rest of the album is pretty lame, pretty generic. Yeah. You know, and so it's just. It's it's just the algorithms are not very good. You know, there there needs to be an algorithm or an option in the settings going and say, find me obscure good music. <laughs> they have uh when you search in their genres for Apple Music, mm-hmm. one of the genres is experimental. Mm-hmm. And I went into that because just going, okay, what is what do they have here? And it's a lot of avant-garde um electronic music. Mm-hmm. So more along the lines of like Apex Twins. Mm-hmm where when they got weird, like come to daddy and it's, it's just more stuff like that. And there's not a lot of rock experimentation stuff. There's not a lot of R and B experimentation stuff. There's, there's not a lot of, I mean, shit, there's, there's experimental people doing country music right. out there, you know, that's, that's cool and unique and different. Um, I wish that would be a little more all encompassing right. with some of that. So I, yeah, I'm with you on that one. So yeah, that, yeah, that was that was great. It was a nice, fresh, uh, new thing to hear, which is what really made it stand out to me. Uh, something just completely different than what we've listened to, I think, ever we've reviewed in this show. I mean, we've done electronic and some R&B, but this was just wholly unto itself, which made it... And just so fun. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. I, I mean, I could, I could go all day just talking about this and how much I love this. It was that, it was that good. Yeah, you could go all Lord day. Lord of the Rings is funny. You could go all day, but you got to save some of that energy for your basement. I got to save some of that energy for my mattress and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> the reality is there is no basement. I'm in Texas. Yeah. I'm an old man. <laughs> and I'm, I'm 
more vanilla than I am kinky. So. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> you heard it here. Plain uh, Dan. Well, so thank you everybody for listening. Uh, you can send us an email at wearpod at gmail.com. Seriously, send us suggestions for listener, things you want us to review, things you want us to listen to, you know, just as long as it's not that star set album we already did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Underscore Pockets, and you can find Dan at. Dwight Privilege. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you all next week.